This is Inside Purple and Gold. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. We're here way sooner than expected, but maybe not. I'm Dane Mizutani, Tom Schreier on the other side. I say maybe not because I think all of us thought the other shoe was going to drop at some point this week, and it did on Thursday evening. Kevin O'Connell and the Vikings release a statement on Twitter. Release a statement on Twitter 24 hours after having reporters in the room. Release a long, 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 long statement on Twitter. One of those where it's like, I'm not going to read all that. Uh, (laughs) If you you scroll to the end, basically they fired at Donatel yesterday, Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening, in the evening hour. This was always coming down. And Tom, I have to believe this decision was made Wednesday when we were in the building. And it was just like, uh, maybe they don't want the narrative to just kind of Ed Donatello to hijack that press conference. Uh, Maybe they don't want to answer questions about why they they fired Ed Donatello. But it happened. And in that thorough review and, you know, all the conversations that Kevin O'Connell alluded to having to have before he could make that decision apparently happened in less than a day um, because Ed Donatello is out. Yeah. I mean, I was looking back at what he said because I was kind of the thing I wrote was like, and we had talked about this on the show, but O'Connell can't fall into the Zimmer trap where he just like he doesn't really understand the defense and he just cycles through a guy every year because he's upset that the defense, you know, isn't better than the offense, I guess, yeah. or good enough as the offense. Um, and I mean, I think, again, you have to parse words a little bit because these these press conferences get a little rambly sometimes. But, you know, I think what he's saying is, hey, I've talked to every guy on the roster and he's including IR guys, practice squad guys, all this stuff. Um, and and then I'm going through the assessment of the coaches. I wouldn't be shocked if he had that decision in mind. I don't think it was like immediately after the game, but he also kind of made an illusion after the, the playoff game uh, lost to the Giants, like this is an ongoing process, right? He's been thinking about this probably going back to the Detroit game. Again, like I do want to remind people, the Vikings have scored 30 points in like four games or something this year. You know, it wasn't like the offense was dynamite. It it really like, they tended to be good on the script, bad after that, and then good enough at the end of the games. Um, uh, And even in that Detroit game, they left points on the board and stuff. So, um, but I don't know how else, like, I, I think you're right in the sense that I'm th- I'm sure he got upset. You know, Connell kind of keeps that to himself more than Zimmer did. But uh, he probably got upset at times with the defense. Yeah. Um, he certainly saw how it affected all three phases, right? Um, and I think it become – I mean, it's a very justified decision in that it, they were 31st in offense, I think 20th in points given up. I mean, we, we saw how atrocious the defense was. Yeah, I mean – it goes back to what we were talking about in yesterday's episode and in Wednesday's episode, or we recorded Thursday. Yeah. in Thursday's episode, mm-hmm. the, the days all blend together. Yeah. Like someone had to answer for, for the playoffs and it wasn't just the playoff game that got Ed Donatel fired to your point, Tom, it was Kevin O'Connell said yesterday or on Wednesday, like, you know, this is not something that just came up this week. We've been tr- thinking about things throughout the, the duration of the season. But when this season that was so incredible culminates with just such a deflating loss, largely because of the defense, like someone has to answer for that. And I think deep down when they talk about when, when Kwesi and, and, and KOC talked on Wednesday about the championship standard and, and the defense, you know, 
I, I think you can look at the defense and say it, it wasn't a championship standard and we really need to kind of, you know, if, if even if it's window dressing at this point, because the players obviously need to change as well. Like a, a tangible change needs to be made mm-hmm. you know, from the top down. Um, because while I don't think it was all at Donatello's fault this year, and I think I made that pretty clear yesterday, he, he has to shoulder a, a large blame for just the lack of adjustments throughout the season, um, constantly playing off man, um, you know, constantly sitting back on third third downs and, 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 and refusing to send pressure, sending pressure when it's really, really predictable. Like all of mm-hmm. these things that went into this defense this year, regardless of players, like the play calling, the scheme itself um, was really, really predictable. And I think you just need kind of better leadership um, at the end of the day uh, to kind of lead this group into the future. Um, because I do believe that there, there is a pretty solid foundation set. I think the Vikings are probably ahead of the curve when you think about how this season was perceived three, mm-hmm. four months ago. Yeah. Um, now you need to improve and get better and, and your expectations are going to be higher because of the season you just had. Um, I, I think you need a, you know, a new voice on defense to kind of lead it in that direction. I mean, I think I've thought all year that they're kind of tight, tightening screws, right? So like ultimately it resulted in an absurd amount of um, one score wins, but like you think of going back to like Arizona under Zimmer, right? Like that's a game they should have won again. That's, that's on the kicker, but like um, in all these games where they kind of fell apart towards the end and how precise until obviously the giants game they were, but that's a result of like tightening the cousin screw, right? Like, quiet in mind, make it, let him make reads at the line, um, play to his strengths. Um, you know, like they, the defense, it felt like because they could hold, remember like early in the season, we're like, well, they're giving up an absurd amount of yards, but they do hold these teams at, in the red zone. Right. And then that obviously just got punctured with like gash plays and other, the, the good teams learn how to score on them in the red zone, but it feels like they're just tightening that screw. Right. And I, I do think the Donatel uh, O'Connell relationship is interesting. I don't think this is Norv Turner, uh, Mike Zimmer. Like we learned after Zimmer was fired, like how that wasn't just like Norv Turner one day being like, Hey, I'm out, you know, like this built for a long time. Um, And I think, but like Donatel seemed like a mentor. Like he he did constantly open press conferences with like, I think O'Connell's done a great job with the players building the culture. You know what I mean? Almost kind of like this, this elder statesman where like, that's not how West Phillips talks. And like, um, you know, obviously O'Connell and Phillips are closer in age. It does. I always see like Quasi and, and uh, O'Connell together and they feel like friends who like watch football together and, and yeah. before, yeah. you know, Donatel's a different guy. And I just don't know if I think there's some value in having that um, a guy like that first year staff. I think O'Connell knew he was under fire. Like Donatel was under fire right away because of this 2005 what was it like fourth and 26 or whatever? Um, although it felt like there were a lot of fourth and 26 this year, you know what I mean? Like a lot yeah. of the defense should take care of business here and didn't. Um, but you know, he always defended as like Donatel has this experience. Um, it's also weird taking, and I guess he may do this again, but it's weird taking a guy who's a defensive coordinator from a defensive coach, right? Vic Fangio was the head coach with the Broncos. Uh, Donatel was his defensive corner for three years. And, you know, I thought about this with like George Edwards and Mike Zimmer. George Edwards, like, 
always talked about techniques and fundamentals. Like it became like this broken record. And I think it's literally because Zimmer's like, I'm going to handle most of the defense here. You have to get into the particulars about what each player is supposed to do. Yeah. And obviously he just doesn't have the bandwidth as the head coach to do that. And to be fair, George Edwards lasted for quite a while under Zimmer, right? Where he was more contentious with the offensive guys. Um, I, it'll, I'll be curious what he does with the defensive coordinator because it does, it's just different when you're like a guy working under Fangio in his system and someone who ran the Fangio system for like an offensive coach. Um, so again, I don't know exactly who he's going to get and we'll have to look at. We're le- we'll learn a lot based on the candidates because I don't think they move back to a 4-3, but they could do that. Will they stay at the 3-4? Will it be a Fangio scheme? Will it be something else? Um, I'm inclined to be believe it will be Fangio it'll look similar it's someone who can execute it better and probably someone closer to the West Phillips Quasi O'Connell age but um but yeah he has to get this right because if he just keeps cycling these guys he's gonna fall in the same trap Zimmer did yeah you cannot cycle through offensive defensive coordinators the way the previous regime cycled through offensive coordinators continuity matters um I think well, I always thought Donatello was going to get fired this offseason. I thought there mm-hmm. was a small, small chance he would stick around simply for continuity purposes. Mm-hmm. Like you can make the argument, okay, well, they weren't good this year, but with a year to work together and a year to not learn new language and verbiage and scheme, uh, they will be better next year. So whoever Kevin O'Connell ultimately hires is someone – and this is obvious with every coaching hire, but someone that needs to stick, someone that needs mm-hmm. to be there, be around, grow together, um, reach that championship standard, if you will, um, alongside the, the rest of the coaching staff. I want to get something out of the way, like before it kind of gets on the tracks and it, it's just a runaway train at this point, but like I've yeah. seen candidate lists. You don't think Vic Fangio is going to be the defensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings next year. And I, I like, look, maybe in two weeks, the Vikings throw the bag at Vic Fangio and I'm proven wrong. And he is the defensive coordinator, but like, think about it logically. Fangio and Donatel are friends. They have been like attached at the hip for decades in the NFL. Tom, like me and you are not as close as Fangio and Donatel. And if someone fired you, I would feel really weird going in replacing you. I'm glad to know this. Imagine how Fangio would feel if they were like, yeah, we fired your really, really good friend, but we want you to take the job. Like it's not going to happen. Like just like, there's like a code there that I don't think is, is something that is going to happen. I'm not even sure the Vikings reach out because they, they know Deep down, that's probably not a thing. And there's so many coaches, like, within kind of that age range of, like, O'Connell, Wes Phillips. I mean, we're talking – we were talking Staley until the Chargers. Right. Fire like, yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of people that come from that tree that are – that you could hire that aren't named Vic Fangio that aren't probably close with Ed Donatello in the way that Vic is. So I, I don't think I – th- I think it's a sexy name. I think – Honestly, in the Pioneer Press, we're going to put together a, a candidate list, and, and Vic Fangio is probably going to be on there because he he should be on there. That should be like the gold standard of the guy you want to hire. But he's not coming to Minnesota. He's not going to be the defensive coordinator months after you fired his friend. I One curiosity I had, because this will get to the age point, is like when I was writing yesterday, I was like, you know, Donatel, I wonder how much he thought – 
obviously he thought it would be more than one year, but how much he thought this was like a long, long-term situation. Yeah. Donatel feels like a coach who's like been through it all. Like you can go back through, like he's done multiple stops in multiple places. I think like the Broncos was his third stop. He's done like Washington university of Washington twice. I think it was like the, like the jets twice or something, but like, I kind of wondered if this was kind of the code of his career, right? He's like, I'm going to try to help, you know, this young coach out who who I have a good relationship with, and then I'll yeah. kind of walk off, um, which just felt different than Turner and Zimmer, who it felt like that was sort of a package deal, right? Until it wasn't. Um, and I think, you know, he maybe was thinking down the line, it like O'Connell was down the line, and maybe he's just moving that making that move earlier having said that like Fangio who's like the same age as Donatel is not that guy I agree I don't think he would take the job to replace Donatel I also think as a, I, I, I mean this is I hope their process was like this I think like they should be asking Bynum and Asamoah and like these guys even these guys like Lewisine working with a guy who's really talented who got hurt is a really hard job like just yeah. what that does for his confidence what it does for his development um, even like looking at I was thinking about this with Booth and Scene. They were injured, I think, through most of training camp. I think that's why the Vikings got them so late in the draft. Um, and, like, I remember being like, how are you going to play Aaron Rodgers in week one? You know what I mean? And I think um, that they should be focused because I think Harrison Smith will take care of himself, right? I mean, whoever they retain from that um, that Venner core, if, if it's Kendricks or whatever, like, they know how to play football. And they will be fine as long as the defensive coordinator is relatively competent. Right. You need people to get through to these young guys because the way Quasi was kind of describing his draft classes, he kind of is merging the two together, right? He's like, I drafted almost like too many guys last year. And I don't, again, we talked about this. I don't think they'll just draft five guys, but it's going to be fewer than, than last season. If he's merging these classes together and kind of molding the defense with these young guys, A, that's putting pressure on himself. Again, it's not just Donatel, but B, he needs a coach to get through to him. And I'm not saying... Donatel had a different demeanor. He was a di very different person than Mike Zimmer, but he did. You could just tell he really valued the veterans and he is just uh, significantly older than a lot of those players. It maybe makes a little more sense. Just like O'Connell can speak mm -hmm. to thousands almost as a peer. Yeah. And he's not like that. You know what I mean? Like he clearly has a great relationship with Jefferson. Jefferson's talked about, and this came out in that ESPN profile, like Zimmer never even had him in his office. Right. And like, you get the impression O'Connell sitting there scheming up. Hey, we got whomped here against the uh, Dallas. What are we going to do against New England? And he's kind of picking his mind, right? You want that same dynamic with the coach where it's like, hey, we got burned here against, you know, Rodgers and the Packers, assuming Rodgers come back. We got Goff and the Lions and all these weapons coming in town next week. What do we do, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, I think not that the players should coach themselves, but, like, I think it's going to help if he has a younger coach. And it just feels to me as much as you want someone to kind of stabilize you and someone with wisdom. Again, it's not like these guys are like 21 taking over this team. They, I think it's perfectly fair for him to look at someone in that age range who kind of fits the profile that they have um, and really focuses on connecting with young players specifically because they need to go. This isn't like a draft clash cliche. This isn't like a yeah. criticism of wait to this is, the defense has to go next year because of where the offense is, because of what they're spending on the team and because of the expectations they set this season. So to me, who's going to coach the young players? That's the only thing I'd focus on. Yeah. And all of that will come into focus here in the, in the coming weeks. There's a handful of teams um, looking for defensive coordinators as well. Um, the Browns I know are one of them. 
I do think if you're a defensive coordinator working with this offense, um, even though it wasn't always firing on all cylinders, even though it felt like the Vikings were kind of in search of that four quarter game the whole year and they never really got it. um, There would be some appeal to coming here. Um, It's a talented offense on the other side of the ball. There's veterans in the room um, and there is young talent on on this defense. Um, It's going to be up to whoever's the next defensive coordinator to kind of squeeze the most juice out of that orange. Um, But I, you know, I think, when you look at the other options across the board, um, the Vikings certainly an appealing one um, for anyone looking for a defensive coordinator job. So that's going to come into focus here in the next couple of weeks. I'm sure we'll, we'll get a hire at, at some point, you know, in, in, in that interim um, span, but whenever that happens, me and Tom will hop back on. We'll talk all about it. Um, we will be back probably over the weekend, maybe early next week to talk about the playoff games that the Vikings will not be a part of. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll, 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 like I said, we'll be around this off season to kind of chat, but just wanted to hop on here, uh, break down the Ed Donatel firing um, and kind of push forward into kind of some candidates in the future. Um, so for Tom Schreier, I'm Dane Musitani. That's all we got today. Just a quick one. Um, we'll be back at a date to be determined um, to kind of talk about the playoffs. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 